JJ, we made something new. Yeah? It is very exciting. First of all, uh-huh. you know this because we're sitting in it. I installed a television studio in my home. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is massive. It, <laughs> there took a, are it took a week. I didn't realize what us. we were doing. We yeah. just like placed an order. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't we? And we put in scaffolding, lights. <laughs> I feel like Tom Brokaw. <laughs> There's lights everywhere uh-huh. and three cameras. And sometimes at night when nobody's awake, uh-huh. I come up here and do the news. <laughs> just to yourself, <laughs> to you and Lucy. <laughs> Lucy and I do the news. That's right. Although I don't want to wake Betsy up. So I'm like, today. Today. Washington. <laughs> Use headphones. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. But the very first thing we did with uh-huh. this crazy cool gadgetry uh-huh. that we have here is we recorded a new marketing mini workshop for free Yeah, for the public. I sat here in front of a camera yep. and I recorded a program called Skyrocket Your Profit, Five Marketing Mistakes That Are Weighing You Down. Yeah. And it's a doozy. Mm-hmm. It ends up being the five things that I keep telling business leaders, stop doing this. Yeah, None of it is intuitive, but it's all costing them a lot of money. Yep. And so I made about a seven or eight minute video on each one of those things that will save you millions possibly and make you millions possibly yeah. <laughs> if you just do it. Skyrocket your profit. Skyrocket. It will, <laughs> thus the title. <laughs> thus the title. Now you can see why we titled it that. Mm-hmm. Reverse engineer that in your brain. <laughs> And uh, I put on a white shirt. I put on a blue blazer. Fancy. And because it's a waist-up shot, I didn't wear pants. (laughs) That's not true. Not true. (laughs) But that's extra. (laughs) Anyway, if you're thinking, you know, January's coming, and I want things to look different at my little old company. Yeah. And I want it to be a little old company going toward a medium company. Yeah. These are five things that you can do. I think they're all free. I'm looking over at Tim. None of them cost anything to do, right? It's going to take a little bit of work, but it's all, you know, free stuff. There's five of them. You want to go to skyrocketyourprofit.com. That's skyrocketyourprofit.com. Go right now. We just released it. See me in my home with pants on <laughs> telling you how to fix your marketing. Get that stuff fixed in the next two months, and you'll roll into January just crushing it. Yeah. Get it fixed in the next month, and you'll have hopefully your best Christmas season ever. Yeah. And, you know, we're going in the golden fourth quarter. You got to be ready for it. Five quick things you can do go to skyrocketyourprofit.com. All one word, of course, skyrocketyourprofit.com, and watch my five new videos. All right, now let's get to our episode. Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. You say, Dom, why are you so enthusiastic? There is one reason. Our producer, Tim Shure, said, you need to be more, more enthusiastic. enthusiastic. And so that's what you get, Tim. I am so excited Me too. about this episode. Oh, I'm crying. I'm so excited. Building a Story Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, wait for it, J.J. Peterson. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Coming in on the trapeze, landing in the middle circle, Mr. J.J. Peterson. Above my head. Way mm. to land on the mm. elephant. Mm. Very mm. good. <laughs> mm. Mm. We're back with another episode of the Building a Story Brand Podcast, and here's what I'm excited about right now, JJ. We are in the fourth quarter. I know. We're knee-deep into it. Yeah. We've got a ways to go, but we're knee-deep into it. We are at the end of October. Mm-hmm. You've got 60 days yeah. 
to finish out this year and get it finished out right and well. Yep. And also enjoy the great fruits of the fourth quarter if you're in a retail industry where people might buy your product as a Christmas gift. I find, you know, our products aren't really Christmas gifts. No. <laughs> no. We have a great fourth quarter. Yeah. So even if you're business to business, for whatever reason, and this might be the strongest economy perhaps in the history of the country going into the Christmas season. Wow. That's a complicated metric, but we have the least unemployment we've ever had in history. The GDP is probably going to be bigger than ever. I don't want to get into you know our debt <laughs> yeah, and wage so. discrepancies. Let's just keep it high. Let's <laughs> yeah. keep it positive. Good things are happening. You should have a fantastic fourth quarter. And today's episode, we don't have a guest. We're yeah. actually going to go through four things that we call the story brand marketing checklist. And these are four things that you need to do to have effective marketing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And to and, launch your next year. And to go into 2019 just screaming. Yeah. They're not difficult. They're going to take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. They're mostly free. <laughs> that you you can I mean, we're giving them for free, like for suggestions for people, but like things that they will have to do. It's mostly things work. that you have to do, and yeah. it's a little bit of content creation that you need to create. But yeah. there are four tools yep. that if you create these four tools and you use them, these are the four tools that we did at StoryBrand to grow from a quarter million to whatever we are now, close to nine million in four years. This is all we did. Now, we added in the fourth year, we added some Facebook ads, and I'm not going to get into Facebook ads. But we went to $6 million without spending a dollar on advertising. Yeah. And we did it doing these four things. So this is a gift to everybody listening to the StoryBrand Podcast. If you run a small business, if you have any size business, even billion-dollar brands yeah. need to do this. You know I'm going to New York City to meet with an investment bank soon, yep. and we're having two-hour sessions on how this investment bank can reach out to oil and gas, how they can reach out to clean energy, how they can reach out to these different segments of businesses. These are billion-dollar acquisitions and mergers. And you know what I'm going to tell them? Do Do these these four things. things. (laughs) I don't care if you're a dentist (laughs) or it's a billion-dollar acquisition. Do these four things. And when you're done doing them, do them again. And so we call this the StoryBrand Marketing Checklist. And you can actually go to StoryBrandMarketingChecklist.com and sign up for a live webinar with JJ and I here in our brand new studio. Yeah, see us on camera. See us on camera. I'm going to put on a sport coat. JJ's going to wear a Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> and and we, <laughs> we are going to... That is not true. If you would please dress as an elf. <laughs> no. Come on. That is not true. Now, if I, we sell it out. You know what? Actually, thousand... here's the interesting thing. Is me in a sport coat is actually less common than me in an elf suit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they will see me in a sport coat on camera. Will you wear the new wedding suit? Yeah. JJ bought a suit. I bought a suit for a wedding. For Avery's wedding. Yep. A young woman on our staff just got married, and he bought a suit for the wedding. I'm, and and then you wear... immediately did a wedding the next week. Yep. Not did one, but you were at a wedding the yep. next week, and I saw on Instagram you were wearing it again. I was wearing it again. I've never in my life seen you in a suit. I know. <laughs> Two weeks will you wear it? I for will the... wear it right. just if you for this webinar. you want to see webinar. JJ in a suit, go to storybrandmarketingchecklist.com. Register for the upcoming webinar. That is on November 6th. And what I would recommend you do is that on November 6th, sign up, watch it with your entire team. You can watch it. It's, this is live. This is not mm-hmm. a recording. It's live. Live from my home. Yeah. At 10 a.m. and 3 p.m., JJ and I will be presenting everything that we are about to present. Yeah. But we're going to present it in longer form. We're going to present it visually. Yep. So, so people will be able to see the illustrations live. That's right. We're going to show it to you and on podcast. You can't you say, Don, why should I listen to this podcast? Because repetition is key. Yep. And we're going to go through these four things and why you need to do them. You're going to be able to get started. On the actual webinar, we're going to show you before and after examples of people who've done this yep. and what it actually looks like. So you don't want to miss that. This is, in essence, a very valuable teaser for that 
webinar. The webinar yeah. is completely free. If you have a marketing person on your staff, you can ask them to watch it. That's fine. I really want you to watch it with them. Yeah. We've just given this advice to thousands of companies, and we've seen hundreds of companies have made thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars. Yeah. I had a guy come up to me at our last workshop and say, he read my book, he did basically these four things, and he made a million dollars. It's a $16 investment yeah. with a million-dollar return. Yeah, and then he came to the live workshop to refine it even more. To refine it even more. And so, you know, I just don't think small business marketing is rocket science. Yeah. I don't want to say it's easy because it actually takes a little bit of time, and you have to do some thinking. But, you know, we teach at our workshop – a customer is having to burn calories in order to process information, understand your brand, and figure out why they would need your product. That yeah. actually, that's a mental process that costs them calories. At some point, they are burning these calories. Their brain, the organ of their brain, is actually burning calories, processing information about your brand. At some point, the brain says, you know what? You're having to burn too many calories to figure out why you need this particular locksmith or this landscaper or this plumber or whatever. Let's just shut our brains down. And your goal as a marketer, as an advertiser, is to make your pitch so interesting that their brain stays alive and doesn't start to daydream and doesn't check out. Yeah. And there's a way to do that, and we teach you how to do that. But let me give you the actual four elements of the Story Brand Marketing Checklist. These are four things. You can write them right now on a napkin, put them on four Post-it notes, stick them on a whiteboard, whatever you need to do. These are the four things that I think you should try to do maybe by the end of the year but certainly by the end of, let's say, February. Yeah, and but that's very doable. It's very doable. It's very doable. Yeah, because it's a lot of just changing language. And then I want you to call us and tell us how much money you made. Yeah. yeah I'm actually not kidding. Yeah, because we love to celebrate the people who are doing yeah. this, and we want to promote people who are like doing good things in the world and making a difference and changing their customers' lives. And when you can clarify your message in a way that gets to more customers, then your business is going to grow. But... We want to totally celebrate that, and that gets us jazzed up when people take what we've given them and just it makes run us with feel it. like our lives are meaningful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you make money, our lives yeah. get more meaningful. JJ, there's a reason that these four things, and I'm gonna get to them in a second. That is the story brand marketing checklist. The reason these four things, one exist, and two are in the order that they're in, is because of the way relationships actually work. And you know, when you meet somebody whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's a professional relationship, or whether it's a relationship with a brand, which is a relationship. Yep. I have a relationship with Macintosh computers. Yep. I have a relationship with, you know, whatever. Those are relationships with brands. And relationships really work the same way. There are three phases to a relationship, and they are in a specific order, and you cannot take them out of order. You yeah. can't even rush these relationships. The first phase of the relationship is curiosity. Mm -hmm. So you actually get curious about somebody. So I meet you at a cocktail party and I say to myself, you know, my wife and I are getting the car on the way home. And I say, you know, she says, did you meet anybody interesting? I say, yeah, I met a guy named JJ. I thought he was really interesting. He's fascinating. He's fascinating to me. <laughs> Here's what's actually happening in the brain. And this is crazy how mm -hmm. sophisticated your brain is. What's actually happening is something you said or did made me think that if I associated myself with you, I would have a better chance of survival. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Even if it's just to build a tribe or to right. build relationships so you can have more fun and release stress and all those things. But it's all about survival. That's right. That's why you get curious about people. Yeah. You know, you could break it down biologically. If you're of the sort of dating and procreation age, <laughs> you know, women are attracted to men with broad shoulders. 
and men are attracted to women with a certain waist-to-hip ratio. And what that says, it talks about fertility, and it talks about protection and security. And you don't even know what's happening. Yeah. You just think, boy, she's cute. <laughs> you know, yeah. our brains really work that primitively. So imagine that kind of primitive sort of attraction or whatever, or curiosity, also happens with a brand. We encounter a brand like Macintosh Computers, which was, you know, not a failing brand, but it was about to fail back in the late 90s and yeah. early 2000s. They were known as the computer that schools use. Then Steve Jobs went off to Pixar and came back, and he rebranded the company after understanding narrative frameworks. Yeah. He rebranded the company as a company that sells you a product that will take you from a misfit who's been misunderstood to a secret genius that finally everybody recognizes. Yeah. And he stopped selling computers, and he started selling that transformation. And now they are one of, if not the largest company in the world. Yeah. Because what he did was he started making people curious about something that had to do with their survival rather than a nice thing for schools. And curiosity is the first stage of a relationship. Okay, so I'm going to get to the actual things that you need to create to make somebody curious in a minute. Yeah. But right now, let's go to the second phase of a relationship. Yeah, because you don't just stay... I mean, you either move away from the relationship, or now that you are curious about it, you're now in a little yeah, bit and, more. Yeah, and curiosity isn't the end. Yeah. Once you're curious, you actually move into another phase of romantic relationships, professional relationships, and relationships with brands. It's the same thing. And that phase of the relationship is enlightenment. And the reason enlightenment comes second mm -hmm. is because you actually have to start with curiosity. Yeah. And when we're getting into the four things you need to create, that's why we start with something that creates curiosity for people. If that first thing that you talk about, about your brand, or even as a person who you are, if you do not actually help them become curious, people will not move to enlightenment. Right. But once you, you, you start have to there, pique their interest. you have to pique the curiosity to move to enlightenment. So right. curiosity first, but then the goal is to move them further down, and that's enlightenment. And nobody wants to be enlightened by you until they're curious about you. Yeah. So enlightenment in a relationship would be, um, you know, it can go good or bad. You can be curious about somebody, and then you meet them and you think, this person's a jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they just poured water on your curiosity. Yeah. So she might say, wow, really broad shoulders, right? But squeaky voice and uh, no earning potential and, and lives in his mother's and, basement, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaks against everything she wants to do to survive, yeah, right? Yeah. You're yep. just going to be a load that she carries around yeah. and mothers. <laughs> it's over at that point. But really what he or she is looking for in a relationship, now I feel like I'm giving relationship advice yeah. from a guy who got <laughs> married at 42. Yeah. Don't listen to any of this part. But really what happens is you get curious, you say, there's something about this person I'm really interested in. And then the enlightenment phase is kind of when you find out what it actually is. Yeah. And you're beginning to justify your curiosity. Yeah. So you're curious, you're interested in this person, and now you're looking for a justification for that curiosity. You're saying things like, you know, well, she's really sweet, or her friends speak very well of her, or she's, you know, those kinds of things, mm -hmm. which deepen your actual interest. Or she's saying, well, you know, he's got, you know, great earning potential, and he can defend the eggs if they ever get born, yeah, yeah. right? Or those kinds of things. I hate to be so crass about it, yeah. but that's actually what's happening. And in a brand, it's very, very similar. You're realizing how this person can help you survive. So you say, well... I think an acai bowl sounds kind of interesting. They say it's healthy. That's curiosity. Yep. An acai bowl contains 10 times the number of probiotics that you can find anywhere else on the market, and it has anti-inflammatory properties 
that have been proven to extend life if you use it every day. That's enlightenment. Yeah. So curiosity is this might help me live longer. Enlightenment is this is how it's going to help me live longer. Yep. And there's a tool that you create that we're going to talk about in a second to make people curious and a couple tools that you create to actually enlighten people. And that takes us to the third phase. Yeah. And there are only three. The <laughs> ring on the finger. The ring on the <laughs> finger is commitment. Yep. And it's the third phase of relationship. In relationships, it would be we're moving in together, you know, we're going to shack up, whatever, we're going to get married, whatever that is. In business, it's a purchase. Mm -hmm. And a purchase, it's the first phase in a relationship that you have with a customer in which they are at risk. Yeah. They could lose 20 bucks. They could lose a thousand bucks. They could lose face. They could lose a bit of self respect if they get conned. They could reinforce the identity that there's somebody who gets ripped off all the time. Yeah. Right? It's risky. So people do not move into commitment quickly. Mm -hmm. And any of you out there who are single, you just try this. You just go up to a girl or a guy that you think is attractive and say, hey, my name is Don. Will you marry me? And you see how that goes. <laughs> and, and use the name Don. So that, Don. Just say, my name is Don. So then that you're not getting lost yourself. not bad advice. You yeah. may not actually want to use your real name. Yeah. Because it's not going to go well. No. Because you jumped over two phases of relationship. Yeah. Now, what happens when a sales rep calls you and pressures you into buying something? Yep. It's the same thing. They jumped over two phases of relationship, and it's not going to work. That's yeah. why people don't like high-pressure sales, because you haven't made me curious, you haven't enlightened me, and there's time between each of these phases. Yeah. And the bigger the risk, you know, if you're talking about a $500,000 home, there's a lot of time. If you're talking about you know, a $12 flashlight, there's less time. Yeah. You can actually get that done standing in the aisle at Home Depot. I know because I did it at lunch. <laughs> it's just different, right? But there's curiosity, there's enlightenment, and there's commitment. commitment. So let me just go through the flashlight I bought. Yeah. The other night, I accidentally let the back gate open. I let the dogs out at 1 in the morning, and at 1.30 in the morning, as I was laying in bed, realized the dogs have not come back. <laughs> <laughs> so I go out. The gate is open, and I wander through the field behind our house in my pajamas with the third flashlight that I found in the house, the only one that actually worked, which is a small pin light that would hardly light up the ground beneath my feet. I needed a flashlight today. So I go into Home Depot, and I'm curious, right? I'm cur There's 20 different flashlights. This one is, like, really big. Yeah. This one is going to find my dog. Yeah. It's the yeah. biggest one they've got. And I'm curious. And then I read... This flashlight is 300 lumens. This flashlight is 500 lumens. But the big one is 1,000 <laughs> lumens. That's called enlightenment. You're going big. <laughs> I'm going big. Actually, my wife made fun of me. She almost made me take it back. I'm like, it's 29 bucks for 1,000 lumens. That's like eight You're literally cents a going lumen. to burn the dogs do the when you put the light on them. <laughs> <laughs> and then the commitment. I picked it up. It was 29 bucks. Yeah. I picked it up. I went through curiosity, enlightenment, and commitment in a matter of two and a half minutes. Yeah. It's not going to happen if I buy a car. Yeah. Or if I you know, decide on a financial advisor, the phases are longer. But yeah. those are the three phases of relationship. Yep. And if we jump to commitment too quickly, it's not going to work. And so, customers can opt out at any point of that journey. And so the things that we're going and to do and do often, and we lose them either before they even become curious. We lose them even before they enter into that. We lose them after they become curious and we lose them after enlightenment. And these four things that were in the checklist are going to help move your customers through those phases. That's right. And there's different ways you can do things to 
make them even more curious yeah. or make them realize you can solve their problem even better or whatever. If I would have looked at the flashlights at Home Depot and one was called the Dog Finder 5000. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move through those phases real fast. Yeah, yeah. Right? So there's different things that you can do. But I want to actually walk through now, JJ, the four things that you need to create. These are physical or digital pieces of marketing mm-hmm. that you need to create. They're not easy, but they're not super difficult. There are four things that I want you to create, and we're going to explain each of them in order. The first is a one-liner. Yes. And if you've listened to me and JJ for any length of time, you've heard us talk about the power of a one-liner. It is one sentence or one statement that you can make that makes people curious about what it is that you offer. The next thing is you need a landing page or a website that reinforces your one-liner, mm-hmm. right? It reinforces the- The overall story. The overall story. And then you need a lead generator. So the one-liner makes them curious. The website, I believe, also makes them curious and begins to enlighten them. But then the lead generator, which is a PDF or a webinar or a video series, really gives them practical information that reinforces or that tells them actually how to solve their problem, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where you enlighten them. And then at that point, they can decide whether or not to commit. But I think for a lot of us, we're selling products that they need even more enlightenment. And you would send out a series of emails after they download your lead generating PDF or watch your webinar. You would send them a series of emails that enlighten them even more. And at that point, you can say, listen, I think we should get married. I yeah. think you should actually put skin in the game because I've got something that's really going to solve your problem. Yep. And there's a sales letter in that series of emails. It's these four things. The one-liner, the wire-framed website, the lead generator, and a series of follow-up emails. That is the story brand marketing checklist. And if you have a small company, that is what you need to do. Yeah. This drives me crazy. I have friends who I love who have small businesses and they're busy running those businesses and they're barely making a profit or they're losing a little money every month. And I'll tell them this, you need to create a one-liner. But to them, they hear it and they just say, that sounds really hard and you're a marketing guy. And you know, maybe if I just hire this other person you know, or if we can just cut our budget in this area, and it drives me crazy. Because I sit there and I look at that business and I know that business could make about 60% more revenue if they would just do these four things. Yeah. And because they don't know how to do them, or it's a mystery or something like that, they don't do it. You know, if I just spent 30 minutes learning how to use a piece of software on my computer, I could make a lot more money and save a lot more time. But because there's some discomfort at learning how to do this for 30 minutes, I just put it off for years. Yeah. Well, that's my fault. Right. And I think if you just do this, if you're wondering what does my marketing plan need to be for 2019, this is it. It's the story brand marketing checklist. And there are literally four things on the checklist. Yeah. So, JJ, I want to go through these four things and, first of all, talk about what they are. But I also want to encourage you go to storybrandmarketingchecklist.com and sign up for the webinar on November 6th because we're actually going to show you in much more detail how to do these things. So consider this a cursory overview. What you want to do is grab a piece of paper and write down right now the one-liner, a new wireframed website, probably to take over your old one, a lead generator, and a series of follow-up emails. Those are the four things that you need to do. If you can get them done before Thanksgiving, 
which is about 30 days away, you're going to blow your competition out of the water. I hope, right? If you can get them to done before January, you're going to have a really great 2019. These are the four things that you need to do. And you say, Don, what about Facebook ads? What about Google ads? Your Facebook ads and your Google ads are going to fall on deaf ears unless they point to a one-liner, a wireframe website, a lead generator, and follow-up emails. That's what your Facebook ads are for. You think your Facebook ads are pointing you toward somebody making a purchase. That's like posting on somebody's Facebook, will you marry me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You better hope that somewhere they got curious and somewhere they got enlightened and they just happened to stumble upon the commitment phase. You're doing follow-up advertising or something. Why not do your Facebook ads? We spend, I don't know how much now, we spend thousands of dollars a month on Facebook ads. And I don't think any of them really point to our product. To most an actual the, workshop no, product. No, most of them point to a lead generator because I know that's not how relationships work. Yep. They work because I need to make them curious, I need to enlighten them, and then I need to ask for a commitment. That's the appropriate respectful order in which to interact with somebody yeah. and convince them and help them understand they need your product. So let's get into actually the first part of this, JJ. Again, this is a cursory overview, and you can find out more on November 6th at storybrandmarketingchecklist.com, but let's get into the one-liner. We can skim over this pretty quickly because you and I have talked about it so many times. Yeah. But basically, this is one sentence or one statement. And the statement has three parts. And JJ, you know what they are. All good one-liners start with a problem first. So you state the problem that your company solves, then the solution that the company offers in order to solve that problem, and then cast a vision for what life is like after they use the product. And we call that success or results. Or the results, yeah. So we say it's always problem, solution, results. And your one-liners should flow in that order. In that order. So this is when you were saying they're easy, but they're difficult, right? So this is a very easy formula where you need to say problem, solution, result. However, a lot of people, when we sit down and talk to them about creating a one-liner, will say, all right, you always start with a problem. So for instance, StoryBrand, we say a lot of companies are so close to their product that they have a hard time creating a clear message, telling people what they do. And that's the problem companies have who are going to come to us. So you always start with kind of a problem first. But when I ask another company, I talk about this and I say, so what do you do? And they say, we do great lawn care. And I'm like, that's not a problem. You didn't start with a problem. You always have to start with a problem. And the reason you start with the problem, every story starts with a problem. Yeah. And the reason a story starts with a problem is because it's the hook. Yes. And until you get to the problem, people are wondering, where's this story going and why should I pay attention? So for instance, let me just start a story for you. The other day, a buddy of mine called me. He lives in Los Angeles. And he mm-hmm. said, Don, I had uh, just a really great day. I got up this morning. I got a call from a friend and he said, do you want to come to the beach? We're playing volleyball. So I went. I went to the beach. I met my friends, and we started playing volleyball. And we played three or four games. They all ended in a tie. Then we decided uh, that we were hungry and wanted to do lunch. And so we said, what if we go to the Mexican place down the street? And so we went over to the Mexican place. And you wouldn't believe it. They had a sale on margaritas. We each had two or three margaritas. You know, <laughs> what are you thinking when I'm telling the story? That I'm putting you on story timeout. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting I'm the like, daydream. I like what I get to the point. Get to the point and of the, the story. Po- and here's where you hit the point. When, yeah. Whenever he says, and then we went to the Mexican restaurant, and you wouldn't believe it. Three people walk in. They're holding guns, and they say, "This is a stickup." <laughs> now the story. Now has you have started. a good story. Now I'm in. <laughs> yeah, now now I'm, in. I'm in. Yeah. Or you won't believe it. I go to the beach to play volleyball, and. 
And the guy who invited me, who's my best friend, is seeing my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. They're literally right there. And they want to play. Yeah. That's a problem. Yes. And so everybody's waiting for the problem. Yeah. And whenever you're at a cocktail party and you open your mouth and you tell them what you do and you say, my name is Joe and I work at such and such and I'm trying to. They don't realize this, but they're wondering when is this going to get interesting? And it's not going to get interesting until you state a problem. Yeah. Somebody asked me, Don, what do you do? I say, well, most business leaders today, they're so close to their products. They don't know how to talk about them in such a way people listen and want to buy them. Yeah. When I say that, anybody who's a business leader is now interested. Yeah. They are curious. Yeah. They're not enlightened. They're, they're curious. curious. And this is the interesting thing is that we already do this, obviously. Like you've mentioned that we already kind of position things in our brain by focusing on the problem. So even we do that with brands. We don't file brands in our brain by the brand name. We file them in our brain by the problem that they solve. That's right. So if I say to you, Don, man, I have a headache. What do you offer me as a solution to that? Aspirin. Yeah, aspirin. But if I tell you I have a stomach ache, what would you offer me? Like Pepsid or something. Yeah. Whatever. Aspirin is associated with my headache. Pepsid is associated with my stomach ache. So you don't go, I don't feel good. And you just go, here's Pepsid. It solves everything. No, we associate a brand with the problem that it solves. That's right. So when you start out by talking about your brand, by mentioning the problem that you solve, you are now branding in people's brain. A reason to exactly. th- that you matter. Exactly. This sounds so transactional. Yeah. And I'm sorry for that. But this is the basis of all relationships. Yeah. You are in the relationships you are in because whoever you're in a relationship with solves a problem for you. I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are unconditional relationships. That's one of the reasons we commit in marriage. We literally give vows. Every vow at a marriage should actually say this. When you stop solving my problems, I commit to still loving you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a vow actually yeah. is. When you are no longer useful to me, I'm sticking around. I still love you. Yeah. yeah. That's why you have to make that strong yeah. of a commitment because there will be a temptation just to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about usefulness in leaders, usefulness in brands, it's the problem you solve. If you want to feel like a million bucks in life, just... Identify a problem that you personally solve for people and become known for it. Yeah. And people will want to be with you. They'll want to see. And I realize that sounds transactional, but it's just absolutely true. And that's not where it ends. But we start out with the problem. For a one-liner, you start out with a problem, and then you immediately give the solution that your company has to solve that problem. Right. So state the problem, solution, and then ultimately the last part is the results. Cast a vision for what life is like after they use your product. That's right. And so you're probably wondering, how does this work? What does this look like when it's all done? I'm sorry to tease you. Go to storybrandmarketingchecklist.com yeah. to sign up for our webinar. And on practice. The practice writing it down and see if it makes sense to you. And the key to this, the key to the one-liner is starting with that problem because that's what builds the curiosity. Yeah, even if you get nothing else from this podcast, when somebody asks what you do, say, a lot of people struggle with this, and I solve it just like this. Yep. Betsy and I are building a house right now. There's a guy who does styrofoam insulation. Not styrofoam, but he's spray foam mm-hmm. insulation, right? And we're talking to him for like 20 minutes. You know, why should we spray foam over this kind of thing? And he talked about noise. and this. When he said, it makes it really, really hard for a bug to get into this house. Betsy said, <laughs> buy it. So I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I don't we're care how much it costs. What are we I actually don't... asking when he's talking yeah. about, we're asking, why is this useful? Why is this useful? Why yeah. is this useful? And when he went, bugs. Yeah. We went, like, that's why. Done. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's why. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that trigger. 
what problem do you solve? So the one-liner is super important. The second thing, one-liner is the first thing. Yeah. And you really probably want to do that as an exercise with your team. Yeah. You probably want to sit down and come up with what's the problem, what's the product or solution, and then how, what's the happy ever after, right? Yeah. You're going to, all in one single statement. JJ, you know, I can't give my one-liner to somebody no. on an airplane. I'm, I refuse. Yeah, because what's going to happen is I've got to do two hours of marketing consulting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which I don't mind doing it, but sometimes you just want a whiskey and watch Netflix, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And so I, I just don't. If I'm in a, like an Uber, uh-huh. they are morally obligated to let me out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> you have to <laughs> let me out of here. Yeah. Unlock the door, sir. Yeah. And I'll get out. Yeah. Because it, people are just that, it piques that much curiosity. Yeah. If I'm on a plane and somebody goes, what do you do? I say marketing and branding, and it shuts down the conversation. Yeah. Like They're just like, oh, okay. But if I start using our one-liner, then tell me more. And I often and then don't they're logging the on to yeah. their website and saying, "Well, what about <laughs> Can you my look website? at this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which brings us to the second thing, yeah. that you need in the story brand marketing checklist, and that is a wireframed website. When I say yeah. wireframed, I mean pay attention to the words that you're using on the website. At our workshop in Nashville, we'll take about six or seven people in the audience and we'll put their website on a giant hundred-inch television screen. Yeah, and we actually pick it apart. And often we say the exact same things. We say, we need, you need to cut your text, you need to do this. There's about uh, eight sections that I think should be on your website. But let me give you the gist of what needs to happen on your website. And if you just do this, your website is going to convert better. And again, this is going back to you're building curiosity and you're beginning to enlighten. You're them. beginning to enlighten, but I actually think the landing page of your website should also pique curiosity. Because yep. you don't even know if they've heard the one-liner. They may have found you on Google. You need to pique that curiosity. You pique that curiosity, and you've heard us say this before, but it bears repeating. You've got to pass the grunt test. Yeah. And the grunt test is if I had a laptop and I were to open up and I were to put it in the, the lap of a caveman, yeah. a primitive thinker, yeah. and ask them three questions. What do you offer? How will it make my life better? And what do I need to do to buy it? They need to be able to answer those questions based on what they're reading on your website yeah. within five seconds. Yeah. So in fewer words than a tweet... You have got to tell them what you offer, how will it make their life better, and what they need to do to buy it. Yeah. You have to answer those three questions in under five seconds, and, and there's a way to do it. And this is where, again, I'm going to keep going back to this, because this is where you said it's easy but difficult, in the sense that a lot of people think, oh yeah, it does. My website already does this. And I was just recently working with a, I did a private workshop with an organization, and we came up with their brand script, and kind of, I spent two days with them and everything, and they started to wireframe their website. We're working together on this, helping them out. And the first iteration came back to me, and the line that they had on their website was to make the best even better. <laughs> if you went yeah. to a website I, I and, again, and you open up a laptop and you said, what do you do? We make the best even better. Tell me, what does that organization do? Well, first of all, I'm clueless, right? But let yeah. me tell you where my mind goes. Yeah. Um, my mind went straight to boxing. Really? <laughs> really? I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I went to Rocky Balboa. You're the best yeah, around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Running up the stairs in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, up at the library. He's got his arms raised. Awesome. You're going to make me an amazing... Where do I sign up for this? <laughs> This is incredible. Now you tell us what they actually do. <laughs> well, they're an executive coaching firm. Never would have guessed Yeah, <laughs> They help leaders become more resilient and no. stronger and all these no. things. Yeah. We coach your executives to perform at their highest level. Yeah, exactly. Now That's, That is what you offer. You offer executive coaching. Yep. And what's in it for you? Your leaders are going to perform at their highest level. And then you got a button on there that says schedule a consultation. That's it. Yeah. Here's what I offer. Here's what, how it will make your life better. 
and here's what you need to do to buy it. Yeah. JJ, I feel like we get paid a lot of money to state the obvious. Does, well, we were repeating it over and over and over again, and I really <laughs> hope people are getting it. And they're not, because that's what's amazing is somebody will come to us after having read the book or something and say, hey, man, I love the book. It's been so amazing. I changed my website to this, and we saw a 10% increase in sales. I'm so grateful for you. Yeah. Well, what does it say? What does your website say? And then I say, okay, change it again. This is yeah. r- that's ridiculous. Yeah. Nobody knows what that is. But even that little amount, even clarifying just a small amount, will see an uptick in sales. Yeah, but you know the difference between, you know, sorry to keep using relationship analogies, the difference between going up to a girl and saying, hey, you know, you like coffee? Is coffee good? Does coffee taste good to you? And, hey, I really like talking to you. Can I buy you a cup of coffee sometime? I'd love to take you on a date. Yeah. Those are two different statements that are going to get two dramatically different results in yeah. terms of percentages of people that you talk to. Yeah. You know, you see a 10% increase because you slightly clarified it or you actually made it crystal clear what you offer, how will it make my life better, and what I need to do to buy it. And you're going to see a 90% increase, 150% increase. Well, hopefully, right? Yeah. We just hear yeah. those stories all the time. Now, there are about eight to 10 parts of a website that we recommend as you scroll down the website ways to make a narrative happen. But the gist of it is at least your text needs to answer those three questions right away, and that's going to take care of your website. The third thing that you've got to create is a lead generator. And here's the reality. Nobody wants your newsletter. (laughs) Nobody's signing up for your newsletter. It isn't happening. I could put out a PDF on your website, everybody listening right now. If you have a newsletter, raise your hand. Okay, you. If, If I put a PDF on your website that says, how to floss your cat's teeth. I would get more email addresses from that yeah. PDF than your newsletter. <laughs> yeah. I actually probably would download yeah, that. Even yeah, though I don't have a totally. cat, I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Their Go mouths on. are so small. <laughs> Enlighten me. <laughs> Enlighten me. That's exactly it. <laughs> and when we say that, I mean, because a lot of people say back to us, well, actually, a lot of people get my newsletter. Oh, my gosh. But the, if, you, if a lot of people are getting your newsletter, I could explode your business. Yeah, exactly. I because, could blow it up. Because the content that's in your newsletter is not the problem. You know, if they're like coming, it's how it's packaged. It's how it's packaged. So your newsletter may have great tips for them. It may have the hottest deals that are coming out. It may have the newest pictures of your product that's coming, and people want that information. But when you title it newsletter, nobody wants it. Right, and why? Because newsletter does not solve a problem. Yes, newsletter is like saying, "Hey, do you want to buy some beta fix?" What's the question that you obviously have? Yeah, what's beta fix? What problem does beta fix solve? And I yeah. just made that up, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say- It so, fixes betas. Yeah. Or would you like to buy beta fix? It's the fastest way to solve a toothache or to cure a toothache. Yeah. Everybody with toothache is going to buy beta fix, right? Yeah. And so instead of saying sign up for our newsletter, which is sign up for beta fix, yeah. you want to say how to floss your cat's teeth yeah. or you know how to live an extra 10 years or how to care for your lawn in the winter or- Five things that you're doing that is costing you an enormous amount of money, or three reasons credit card companies are bad to deal with, or yeah, whatever, over yep. and over and over. One specific thing. We built our company, JJ, as you know, years ago with one PDF called mm-hmm. Five Things Your Website Should Include. Yep. And I think 40,000 people downloaded it within a few months, and StoryBrand was off to the races. If I would have done StoryBrand, join our newsletter, you and I would not be sitting no. here talking into microphones. No. Huh. We would be talking to ourselves yeah. on a phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what yeah. we would be doing. Yeah. Because why? The lead generator needs to be something that people are interested in. Your title needs to be catchy. And visually, 
it needs to look like an ebook or a book or a PDF. It needs yep. to have something like a magazine cover on it, and you need to visually display that on your website because yep. that makes it appear valuable. Yes, and the content that's in it needs to do a couple things because this is now we've moved into the enlightenment phase, right? So yep. you're enlightening yeah, This is where you're them. enlightening people. This yeah. is where you're enlightening people. So you're giving them some information that helps overcome a problem or gives them value. So the content is key here because this is where it starts positioning you as an expert in this area. It's you kind of marking your territory and say, when it comes to this problem, I'm actually, or our company is actually the world leader in this space. That's essentially right. what you're saying, is we're marking, marking our territory, territory and you're saying this is ours. In story brand vernacular, you're becoming their guide. Yeah. And this is where you're positioning yourself as a guide here. I like to think of it this way. The one-liner in the website tells you why you need to buy something to solve a problem. That's why you need to buy it. The lead generating PDF begins to tell them how yeah. to do it. And then the product holds their hands and helps them execute. Yeah. If you just think of it like that, there's a problem that you need to solve. That's I'm curious about that. Here's how you can solve it. That's the lead generator. Mm -hmm. That enlightens me. Now, I can hold your hand and help you execute this or help you make sure you did it right. That's the commitment. That's yeah. the product where we actually sit down together and do this. Not all businesses work in those three phases, mm -hmm. but that is actually a great way to think about it if your business happens to do that. Yeah. But we're now into the enlightenment phase. However, we've positioned ourselves as a guide. We've told them how to fix it. We've identified a problem and told them in the text what they need to do about this problem on and on. And by the way, anybody downloading a PDF and spending 15 minutes reading it, which is about how long it should take to read that thing, yeah. about 15 minutes, do you know how valuable it is in this day and age to get somebody to spend 15 minutes with you? Yeah. Yeah. You are deep in a relationship with this person yeah. right now. Yeah. The average consumer is encountering 3,000 commercial messages a day, and you got 15 minutes? Yeah. You need a lead generator, because that's what the lead generator is doing. You are taking space in their brain grapes. Yes. That's what you're doing. <laughs> and it's powerful stuff, but you're not going to get an order. Yeah. You need a fourth step in the story brand marketing checklist, and that's follow-up emails. Yep. Now, here's the beautiful thing about emails. You know, People don't necessarily like getting sales emails, and a lot of people don't like asking customers for their email address. Yeah. If you're not collecting emails and emailing people, you're losing money. Yeah. People are savvy. They know if they download a lead-generating PDF and give you their email address, they know what they're doing. They're yeah. signing up to get emails. They're also not dumb. They can unsubscribe from that email list at any time. Yeah. So maybe two years ago, it made people mad. It just doesn't make them as mad anymore because they know how to unsubscribe. Yeah. Now, if somebody gives you their email, I think that's worth about 10 bucks. And what I mean by that is I think it's like them pulling out their wallet and handing you $10. They part with their email address that reluctantly. Yeah. And you know, I've been saying that for a year now. It's probably 15 or $20 now. Less and less people are going to give you their email address. Here's why that's good news. Because if they do, it is an extremely hot lead. Yeah. They're at phase three of a relationship, yeah. and here's the beauty, you haven't even met them. Yeah. And they literally got curious about you with your one-liner and your website. You became their guide and you enlightened them with the lead generating PDF. And now you're following up, continuing to enlighten them and asking for the commitment in a series of emails. And you haven't even spoken to them. Yeah. They are in a relationship with you. That's called content marketing or automated marketing. Everybody's wondering, okay, what do I say in these emails? That's a lot, yeah. that's the reason a lot of people don't email people. They don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot you can say. There's 50 million things that you can say. A lot of our email sequences have 13 and 14 emails that go out once yep. every three days or something like that. But let's talk about a few of them. One of them is you can give a customer testimonial. You can mm -hmm. actually say, 
Jane bought our product and saw an incredible transformation after she bought it. She, her life looked like this, and yep. now it looks like this. You know, you can buy two calls. That's one thing. And you can the key do. to the testimonials: make sure that that testimony talks about you overcoming a problem. We're going to keep right. going and back it's to the that. Same problem. It's the same problem. Yeah, Jane overcame this problem. She overcame her headaches, her migraine headaches. Yep. You suddenly become known as the person who transforms people that have migraine headaches. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there's that one. There's the overcoming objection. Yep. So an objection would be your product is too expensive. Or it's so complicated, you have to hire somebody to be able to actually program it or whatever. Yeah. You would say, a lot of people think our software is so complicated, you have to hire somebody to understand it. But Jane sat down and with 15 minutes, not only understood it, nearly became addicted to it because she loved it so much. Yeah. And she has <laughs> yeah. since made a million dollars. Yeah. So you're taking the primary objections that people have against your product, and you're, let's say they take the top five. That's five different e emails. Yep. And you really just sit there. If I'm sitting with a client and I'm talking to a, somebody who owns a brand, I will say, what is the number one reason yeah. why people won't buy your product? When we say objections, that's what that means. What's the number one reason why somebody wouldn't buy your product? We used to get all the time at StoryBrand, I don't think it'll work for me. I'm a dentist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why yeah. it wouldn't work for a dentist. <laughs> yeah. So we actually say in some of our emails, it works for everybody. If you use words to sell things... It will you work will. for you. Are you a business to business? It'll work for it'll you. Work for Are you, you a business yeah, yeah. to customer? It'll and work for you. We saw an uptick when we started overcoming that objection. All right. The third thing that you can do in an email, and by the way, the first thing you can do five different times, and the second thing you can yeah. do five different times. <laughs> yeah. The third thing you can also do five different times, and that's ask for the sale. Yes. That is you actually say, I want you to buy. Yeah. And maybe even your opportunity is going away. It's not a hard sale, but it's a get down on one knee, hold a ring in your hand, and propose and say, let's get yeah. moving. Let's commit. You want to give your customer something to accept or reject. Yeah. A weak call to action of just saying something like, so if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. No, you want to actually give them something that says, move. Set up an appointment. Make it extremely clear what yep. you want them to do. I want to solve your problem. You need to buy this product if you want to solve your problem. JJ, these are four things. They're simple, but you can tell if you listen to this, it's going to take you a little bit of time. And some practice. And some practice. And if you build it and automate it, in your sleep in 2019, <laughs> yeah. you will have a digital sales force working for you, working for you, making people curious, enlightening them, and asking them for a commitment. And you will not believe... When you start talking to customers who've already been through this sequence of relationship, you won't believe how much more ready they are to buy. Yeah. And the reason is you treated them with respect and you respected the phases of relationship and you digitized and automated that process. We call this the Story Brand Marketing Checklist. JJ and I will be presenting a webinar on this where we will show you examples on November 6th. You want to go to storybrandmarketingchecklist.com and sign up for the webinar. There's 1,000 seats at 10 a.m. and 1,000 seats at 3 p.m. There's two of them. That's going to fill up. So the second you hear this, go and sign up. Then bring your staff in to watch it, and we will show you how to do this. And then you will actually have a four-part checklist to execute that will, if you can get it done before the Christmas season, before, say, Thanksgiving, it's going to affect sales. But you're going to run it all through 2019. And 2019, this automated marketing system is going to be working for you. We've told hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of businesses how to do this. When they execute, 
we see them make a ton more money. Yeah. And I know what you guys do with the money. Small business owners with their money do amazing things. They give people raises. They provide health care. They do wonderful, wonderful things. Couldn't happen to better folks. If you are wondering, what do I need to do to grow my business? I'm telling you, do these four things. Go to storybrandmarketingchecklist.com. Sign up. We'll be with you on November 6th, 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. JJ will be wearing a suit. Yeah, I will. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. I think that'd if be If you awesome. are, I will. Should we wear ties? I think we'll be trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wear sport coats. Yeah. Anyway, sport coats oh, you know what we should do? We should bring out the puppets. <gasps> we'll have our puppets with our sport JJ coats. and I had puppets made of each other that look like us. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we bring them out. Yeah. <laughs> Tim is saying maybe. He's saying maybe. Listen, next week, you won't believe it, we've got Jesse Cole on the program. Jesse wrote a book called Find Your Yellow Tux. And he is the owner and general manager of the Savannah Bananas. Yes, yes. Listen to this. Jesse bought a baseball team that is not a pro baseball team, nor is it a triple A baseball team, nor is it a double A baseball team, nor is it a single A baseball team, nor is it a college baseball team. It's beneath that. <laughs> it's a college summer league. Uh-huh. And he bought that team, and he bought an old 1920s baseball stadium, and he said, I'm going to bring baseball to Savannah, Georgia. And he and his wife had to, I don't want to tell too much, but they basically had to sell their home and live on an arrow bed to make this work. And he would have like 50 people showing up. There are 4,000 seats in the stadium. And he, in a matter of one year, sold it out. 4,000 seats sold out. To a minor, 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 minor league baseball team. (laughs) And not only that, for the 2019 season, you cannot get tickets. (laughs) And he wrote a book about how he did it. Yeah. I'll give you a little clue. He loves his fans. Yes. I interviewed him recently. He told me a story of something he did for a fan. I started crying. Yeah. He just loves them. And he wrote a book called Find Your Yellow Tux. He runs around in a yellow tux and entertains fans, and he's just one of those dynamic, dynamic guys, one of the most inspirational people I've ever interacted with. I want to play you a little clip of next week's episode. This is a, a little bit of my conversation with Jesse Cole. I realized all the things I'm terrible at, and this was from, as a lot of owners, we get involved in so many things. The business is owner dependent. And in beginning in Gastonia, I was literally in the concession stand. I was trying to put up signs, which would take me like 30 minutes to put up an easy sign. I was terrible (laughs) at those things. But what I was great at was being on the field, being a showman, promoting the brand, getting people excited. You know, during the games now, I take selfies with fans. I deliver roses to little girls in the crowd. That's what I'm the best at. And I think people in every business should ask themselves, what makes them different? What makes them stand out, and what are they the best at? So there you go. We're going to go. Yeah. We're going to go to Savannah. Yeah. I mean, I'm so excited about all that he's doing, and I don't know. I'm going to start wearing a yellow tux when I teach story brand workshops. (laughs) He's just so inspiring. I just love it. So don't miss next week's episode. Hey, listen, I'm so glad that we were able to give you some marketing advice. We interview so many people on the podcast, but at our heart, we're a marketing training company. Yeah. We train you to do great marketing, and we'd love to see you in person at one of our workshops in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a two-day workshop in which we help you clarify your message and then help you actually create some of the things that we just talked about. You write the words in, in the, the room. room. And so you want to register for that at storybrand.com. We've got one coming up in December, and I would love to see you there. JJ, I just loved having a long conversation I with you. I know. I feel like we, we always keep it to 10 like, minutes and move on. The longest we've been in the room together for a long time. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you too. We're going to bring out the puppets. Yes. And we're going to bring out the suits. I can't wait for the November webinar. 6th, again, Story Brand Marketing Checklist. 
Music.com. Music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. You can listen to Andrew's latest EP, Dive Deep, Hushed, on Spotify or on iTunes. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. <laughs>